Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another round of remote worship. Although we're not meeting in the future today, I'm so glad to be back here in my COVID office. This is where God met us for about a year and a half. I came out here on this beach where I live in Staten Island and God spoke to us and met us in the most precarious and darkest moments. I come back here and look at the beauty of God's presence and God's creation. And I'm reminded how in the darkness, all we need to do is put our hand and he'll take our hand and get us through whatever darkness that we're in. And so it's an altar for all of us and for me. Will you bow your heads as we practice the rule of life? So let's exhale. Just let it all come. All the anxieties, toxicities, fears, anything harassing your mind, automatic thoughts, we bring to the feet of God's house. And inhale, the transcending presence of God. It's the air we breathe. And God's amazing presence. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. God's people pray. Amen. Hi, everyone. This week's scripture is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And that is the word of the Lord. Amen. Okay, welcome back. So, uh, originally we had a video planned, but uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about this text. 
but just fully illuminated uh, for for me to speak to us as we prepare for a new season in the fall. You know, these seed leaves are gifts for us to reflect and think about our life. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me about moving um, and from the summer into the fall. And one of the things we talked about all summer, without being even intentional or deliberate about it, as we touched upon the idea of spiritual directions by Henry Nowen, and we talked about the interpersonal horizontal relationships, not just the vertical. The cross is both vertical and horizontal. We talked about how hard it is, and just in the day, in the day in the sun, I talked about the the Bible tells us, Paul tells us to bear with one. We talked about difficult conversations. We talked about forgiveness at nauseum. We heard Tim Keller's sermon, my message, Stu's, uh, multiple times on interpersonal relationships. And as we come to this parable of the unmerciful servant, the parable has two simple components. The point of the parable and the lesson of it. Then at first, in the surface, it appears that Jesus is simply demanding that we forgive or else. Now, if you look at the passage in the end verse, it says, this is how my father will treat you for those of you who do not forgive heart. And the parable seems more like extortion on the surface, right? Tell to mount to a gun to your head. Craig Keener, one of the most prolific New Testament scholars, of our time says in his commentary that this is the most surefire warrant for hell's existence. Craig Keener says that it is when we don't and harbor bitterness after experiencing what we say is Christian love or God's love, the love from the cross, and that we submit our lives to him and cannot let go of a grudge. There's something very dangerous. The outcome will be disastrous. But it, it seems like God is, Jesus anyway, in this parable, he is almost forceful, brutal. But if you look at the Bible's sort of uh, metaphors about hell, now this passage per se is not, doesn't say the word hell, but it gives an analogy, right? Like uh, you'll be tortured because you didn't forgive your servant who was indebted to you when, when the master forgave you for so much more, something you could never pay you but it, it, it draws that allegory or analogy to the age to come. And so, to sort of summarize what the parable is doing, because when Jesus talks of hell, he says it's 
in one parts of uh, scripture it says it will be complete darkness. In other portions of scripture it says it will be weeping and gnashing of teeth or fire and brimstone. So you can't have complete darkness and fire at the same place. So we know it's figurative. We know that it's a place of great suffering. Now, C.S. Lewis puts it this way in The Great Divorce. I think it sums up this tension between our direction and our destination and how the correlation of our direction in many ways determines our destination. And so hell and heaven begins right here, right now. Just like the kingdom of God is here right now, the fullness is not here. C.S. Lewis says this based on the correlation of our direction and destination. It is a serious thing to live in a society of immortals. To remember that millions of years from now, the dullest, most uninteresting person you meet may one day, an incredible creature who, if you saw him now, you would be strongly tempted to worship. Or a horror, as you now only need in a nightmare. Lewis illustrates in The Great Divorce that our direction actually determines not only where we'll end up, which can be alarming and scary also passing, but more so it's about direction. So what is the lesson and what is the point? Those two things we want to make of Let's do that now. So what is the point of the parent of the unmerciful servant? Point of the parent, based on verse 34 35, is hell is a direction as in which it is a destination. We know that passages in the New Testament depiction of hell is all an allegory because you can't have fire in Bridgestone, a place of eternal fire, and Jesus' description of complete darkness. So we know that it's not literal. Jesus here is drawing attention to the consequences if we don't examine what's going on in the interior life. When we say we've experienced real genuine forgiveness as Christians from the cross, the blood of Jesus, and, and we harbor the self-righteousness or we harbor the bitterness, it's not really about, this parable is not about forgiveness. It's about examining our direction. What is actually taking place right now, internally? What is going on? We need a heart check. What is going on in our lives and in our minds and hearts that we harbor bitterness, that it's so difficult for us to let go of being vindictive or venting or rage? What is what has taken a hold of our heart? Like this is brewing within. Because it might not seem like a big deal. The Bible 
frequently warns of not, in, not allowing the sun to go down in our anger unless the devil has a foothold. You see, the choices we make about how we've been wrong by others, the interpersonal relationship, and we talked about just in the last day in the sun to bear with one another. The point is not the transaction. The point is introspection. What is happening internally? Of course, it's difficult. But if we keep choosing rage, the feeling of relief and self-righteousness, no, I'm not going to let go of what's brewing within, then we're entering a dangerous territory. I, I remember in my own life when I'm wrong with my family, especially um, with my sons, it's the most difficult to apologize. But I realize that I have to do it quickly or the relationships can be hurt. Humility doesn't feel good. Or if I'm angry, why I allow those emotions to overtake me. And I realize that it's a habit. We have many habits that we're simply succumbed to. A lot of times, this interior life, this spiritual direction of our lives is dictated not even by our ultimate desire or macro desire. We don't fall to the levels of our goals. We fall to the levels of our systems. It's not that we don't want to flourish and forgive and love and have love, joy, peace, and patience. We're just used to coping in maladaptive ways. Our habit is to harbor bitterness. And we keep doing it over and over, making excuses. But this text is saying, alarmingly, hell begins here. This is what author Andy Acorn says. In the great divorce, Lewis sees everything in heaven, grass, rocks, trees, water, as much solid earth than the things in our country. As C.S. Lewis quotes, it's all heavy and hard like diamonds. The character can pluck a flower or pick up a leaf. Grass is sharp and hard. All this is in contrast to the people coming from earth who are transparent and ghostly. They have thought of their world as real, one, the one with substance, while thinking of heaven as less substantial spiritual. They learn, or those with eyes to see learn, that they had it backwards. Heaven is the land of substance, earth the land of shadow. Earth is full of not only shadows, but illusions and pretensions. Heaven is reality itself. To fit into heaven, they must become not less solid, but more. They must move from being phantoms to having weight and substance. There are shallow people who must become deeper and with the weighting. If they are not changed, heaven will not be for them. So we see Lewis tell us the two great tensions of heaven and hell. If we continue to choose what's easier, given to relief, given to rage, and not hard check, not do a hard check of what's brewing in our hearts, our destination 
is already deterring. And so this parable is a warning, a caution to examine our direction. Because hell is much as a direction as it is a destination. In The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis, he says this, all day, we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. It is therefore in the light of these overwhelming possibilities, it is with proper amount of awe and circumspection that we need to live. We are in awe, some degree, helping each other. So hell is much in direction as it is a destination. Secondly, then what is the lesson from the parable? I think that's pretty simple. The lesson of the parable is heaven is much a direction as it is a destination. You see, all of us today who want have these goals of a life that's healthy, flourishing. We can become men and women who love deeply, love with capacity, love our families, our spouses, our kids, our friends, and the world with the love of Christ, with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. But as Randy Acorn says, and as C.S. Lewis describes, God's country is everything is more substantial. Everything is more difficult. Choosing that change. All of us together. Choosing that what is more difficult, what is weightier, what is the greatest path of resistance is actually an invitation to partake in the age to come now the kingdom of god here and now it's a doorway to, to taste the fruit and the wine of the age to come even though it is more difficult to choose it today those are the two tensions and the two visionaries the parable the unmerciful servant gets us an invitation to enter heaven now, to taste it with our Father, with Jesus in the center. My question to us today is, what are we choosing when we enter, when we enter conversations, difficult conversations, interpersonal relationships that are difficult to meet? when people wrong us or when we wrong others. What do we choose? 
to take what you do at the moment, give into rage or anger. Do we take it too right? Like there are no consequences to those choices. Well, this text says we're choosing the difference between heaven and hell. When the text is hyperbolic in nature, it's exaggerating where we'll end up if we keep choosing your species. Because heaven and hell begins here and there. So today we talked about and unpacked the interior life. Where we are right now, how we need a hard check, a serious hard check about our direction and where our destination is. So today, I want to invite you to do well. None of us want to become bitter or resentful people, but could we remember what other people have done to us, or prideful people who won't forgive. Or both here in a council, we want to be people who have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, to emanate from our lives. We want to be men and women that can love our spouses, our children, our friends, and our family in the old way. So will you lift your hands to and allow the Spirit to work and allow this text to let you end hell now. And let heaven to follow. Let's lift our hands to sit Into your hands, I commit again with all I am for you, Lord. You hold my world in the palm of your hands, and I am yours. Forever Jesus, I believe Jesus, I belong to you Jesus, I belong to you You're the reason You're the reason that I live You're the reason that I sing all I am I'll walk with you I'll walk with you wherever you go through tears and joy I'll trust in you and I will live in all of your ways your promises forever. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I
of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people pray. Amen. God bless you. Before you go, we have a special announcement for you. We wanted to remind everyone that our annual Labor Day retreat is next Sunday, September 3rd at the Residence Inn in Secaucus, New Jersey. If you can't make it to the retreat, we will catch you on live stream at 12.10 p.m. on our YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC. Now, if you do plan to visit us in the future, we'll be at our usual meeting place, which is the AMC Lowe's at 19th Street in Broadway near Union Square. Now, back to Haley for the rest of our community news. Hope to see you next week. Bye. Happy Sunday. We're so glad that you're tuned in to our Sunday service. My name is Haley, and here are today's community news. If you're a member here at 180 Church, we encourage you to keep God at the center of your finances. Admission is free, but mission isn't. We can give conveniently through apps like Venmo, PayPal, and QuickPay. New to faith, exploring, and seeking God? Check out a small group to help you in your journey. Small groups are a place to connect with others and go deeper into the message. Different groups meet throughout the week at 7.30 p.m. For more information to get plugged in, check out our website at 180 Church on TV or scan the QR code. We have plenty of resources! If there was a highlight or a message that resonated with you on our various social media platforms, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. But if you prefer to share the gospel through Goodreads, why not purchase a book from our suggested devotionals? Are you feeling burdened and in need of prayer? Take a minute to pause and pray. If you need a little extra help, you can always send an email to prayer at 180church.tv. Thank you so much for tuning into our remote service. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.